Lecture topic. Success through humility. He's a person of a very high caliber. And Allah had blessed him with a very ajeeb level of jami'iyat, very comprehensive personality. On the one side, he was in his time the word Shaykh al-Hadith had become synonymous to him. Somebody just said Shaykh al-Hadith. Whereas Shaykh al-Hadith is a title, many people wear Shaykh al-Hadith from that time. But if a person just said Shaykh al-Hadith without any name attached to it, then it referred to him. In other words, in the field of Hadith Sharif, he had reached a very, very distinguished position renowned throughout let alone in the India, Pakistan and so on but even in the Arab lands due to his kitabs he had become renowned as a great muhaddis on the one side this was his caliber in the field of hadith then in terms of tasawwuf then all the mashayikh of the time the Judean numbers that he was the qutub of the time these are various categories of Sufia and Qutub is a very very high category no need to get into the details of it so in fact he used to be on his titles you'll find some places many places written Qutbul Akhtab the category of Qutubs he was the head of it now this is another whole whole discussion another different world almost in the line of Tasawwuf, this was his position. All the Mashaykh of the time also used to hold him in very high esteem. So the field of Ta'aleem, field of Hadith Sharif, was at this position. The field of Islam and Tasawwuf was at this Maqam. Then, it was in that era that the work of Dawat and Tabliq took on, started off and took on. So at the time of the Muhammad, he was obviously the head of it all. But he would still make mashwara with the Shaykh on many issues. And he would use him on many occasions to sort many things out. After he passed away, and even from the very appointment of the in his place from that moment till Hazrat Sheikh's last moment in life till he was alive all the major issues used to be done with his mashwara sometimes he would have to come and spend lengthy periods of time in Nizamuddin just to deal with whatever necessary work there so for a long period of time in fact throughout his life from that point in time all major decisions in the whole so basically he was so to say the Overseer, though Mawai Subhanahu was the Amir in that time and after him Mawai Hassan Sahib, but in his time, in his lifetime, he was the overseer of it. Now, simultaneously at one time, the line of Talim, especially in the field of Hadith Sharif, he had this very high position. Then in the field of Tasawwuf, in this position. And in terms of 
the work of Dawat and Tabliq in this maqam that he is now the overseer they are actually coming to him for the final decision in things of such a comprehensive personality and then in that time in India the political climate was very very intense because of the English having come to India and the effort to get the English out and then the partition of India and Pakistan all the various things that happened as a result and the difference of views that came about among the ulama themselves as a result of which while those differences of views was based on sincerity and ilm so there was a khilaf but people lower down they did khilaf they made it a fight and very very serious very serious in the sense that as Madhmi Rahmatullah was on the one side of it he had his view that there should not be any partitioning of India should remain unpartitioned there shouldn't be a separate state that the Muslims are demanding for Muslims should remain in India undivided India but because that was his position so he was now regarded as Nauzubillah a stooge of the Indian of the English so now to the point where sometimes he's got a jalsa somewhere bayan somewhere so there were attempts on his life when whole hordes of people they crowded around started stoning and people who were around him had to like sort of cover him with their own selves and they got injured and get him out of there out of that place in other words if Allah Ta'ala saved him otherwise in many instances like this his life would have gone that's how intense this had become not just a ikhtilaf that got left on just academic discussions people at the bottom end started making it a thing of this nature but yet in that time all the people of the different opposing views also they would still gather as a Sheikh Abdullah his time sometime in the same time anybody passing by they would stop to visit him and he would host them and have meals with him sometimes people of the both camps so to say would coincidentally gather there no one knew the other party would be there as well and he would have to sort of handle this in a way that everything goes calmly, no issues. So what the point is that even in these kind of issues, despite the differences between whatever was going on, but they held him as a central figure. Now, all these things are very, very clear. Anybody who reads the various kitabs that deal with the life of the Kabir in that Zamana and whatever the halat occurred in that time, has any insight into these things so this is something not anything difficult to take note of it's all very clear so now that's one part of it but then now his own opinion about himself so if you look at his writings repeatedly he only addresses himself as the nakara literally translated this wrongdoer many places here in Napak can we might even like forget write it somewhere about ourselves but even to maybe say it to ourselves quietly too we might hesitate to say it I must call myself like this that sound right and these are just one or two 
examples I'm giving, many other examples like this. People would write to him sometimes, his murid, etc. about Mubasharat they had, etc. Whereas he had many as well. He said, Alhamdulillah, I'm very honored that I have people in my friends who have these maqamat and so on. Allah Ta'ala grant me something also. What the point is that he had been blessed with this height in all these departments, everything right at the top in that zamana. But if you look at this side of him, he had totally annihilated himself. These words weren't just for, right now, if we start writing the same words, we can also write it. Ahkarul wara, lashe, and whatever else you want to write there. But it will be merely words, and it will be words to attract some attention. It works too. Just attract some attention. They didn't have any ulterior motive in writing this kind of thing. They were writing their heart out. Truly believed themselves in their hearts like that. That's how it naturally came. But what the point we are discussing is that this annihilation was complete. And this was the annihilation this was the maqam Allah Ta'ala gave. Not that he felt he was great, he felt he was nothing. Though Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with all that maqam, but within himself he felt he was nothing. He felt he was this. It's a very standard and basic lesson, which is all the time a reminder for us that in this path, the thing is fana, annihilation. To the extent that the person annihilates himself, to that extent Allah Ta'ala elevates him. But that annihilation is for Allah alone. And not even with the slightest any thought somewhere in the corner that if I do take up this line of annihilating myself, then maybe someday I'll also get elevated. Now elevated in our mind means I'll also gain some prominence. People look up to me also maybe one day then that already has become that's the total opposite of fana that annihilation this particular motivation in it has totally corrupted that that itself has become the opposite of it it has become the total opposite of what annihilation is all about so the issue is annihilation I'm nobody, I'm nothing Abu Musash Ali on one occasion he discussed something and he mentioned that we went on this ghazwa with Nabi Wasallam and to the point that walking bare feet, no shoes also, stony ground, and such a long journey, the feet got completely sort of scraped off to the extent that the toe nails fell off. Can you imagine what an excruciating situation? I expressed this out of maybe tarheeb or just sometimes some memories come and that Expressed memory that we Nabi Sallallahu what a what a situation Nabi Sallallahu himself went through. And he said it and he said, but I don't know why I said this. What good I got out of saying it? In other words, this I shouldn't have said, what's the use of me saying it to others? So done for Allah Ta'ala. Now, that self-check all the time. Whereas they were not saying it with any ulterior motive. But, now I said it, this must not become a means of some ujb. A whole worry about that. The person was annihilated himself. That I'm nobody, what would do? Why must I say something that's going to create a problem? So, in all aspects, whatever it is, to the extent of the annihilation, person, and annihilation 
externally what will be done is actually meant to be the expression of what is the condition of the heart externally sometimes it can be just a takalluf and sometimes that takalluf is necessary <coughs> to start bringing a person onto the external externally onto that line but the purpose is that that must become a means of inculcating the reality in the heart that is where the essence is the essence is in the heart tawazu the essence of it is in the heart externally it gets expressed sometimes it be the expression of what is in the heart sometimes it's like a loaf sometimes it's just actually a deception that now the tawazu is being done so that somebody must observe this and therefore it will then add some points for me in some matter now when i would go and put a proposal they say mashallah very humble bro so now that humility was for some scoring some points tick some boxes off so now that thing was very humble fellow so inshallah you will find whereas that humility was all nicely practiced and rehearsed drama so that's not going to help the reality allah taala knows so yes one is a person is now not necessarily feeling like that i am nobody but is forcing himself to do things that will humble him that is in his place that is a takalluf but that is to try and inculcate the reality so the reality is not yet there but this is the means of getting there this is the road al hilmu bit tahallum person doesn't have that hilm yet but he is forcing himself to appear like he didn't feel anything hilm becomes a natural condition where the person can take things in stride and it like like nothing happened within himself he feels like that somebody saw him somebody did something like that they happened but now it didn't reach there yet so now he's making tahallum he's forcing himself to appear as if nothing happened but why is doing it allah must be pleased so right now it's not yet a natural condition but that takalluf will eventually bring it there provided is for the correct purpose but if it is a pretense deliberately to impress somebody else then all that is going to be of no benefit so coming back to that main point of this whole lesson is these people reached these very great ranks it was through the primary road of fana annihilation complete tawazu and this is the crux of the hadith sharif man tawada alillah rafa'ullah one who truly humbles himself allah taala from within himself allah taala will elevate